welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode back in the studio again. It's been a while. It's good to be back. Thank you for watching and listening to my pre-recorded messages from previous times. Truly appreciate it. Thanks for all your prayers and support for our family after losing our grandson at 24 weeks old. Sebastian, we love you and uh, we look forward to seeing you in heaven. That's for sure. So thank you for all your prayers for our daughter and our son-in-law, Tony and Samantha, as well as the boys, Xavier, one and two. So with that being said, hey, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in to Relevance for Today podcast, Relevance for Today TV show. You can watch the TV shows on kingdomcommunity.tv. Just go there, look up the channels. Look up Stephen Lewis and not only watch my shows, but also please do me a favor and check out some other ministers and ministries. Their shows are amazing as well. Multi-language platform for free teachings and equippings about the word of God all around the world. Fantastic. Kingdom Community TV. You can also get it on your apps, on your phone, uh, Fire TV, Kindle TV, Apple TV, Google TV, Samsung TV, you name it. Whatever TV you have, if it's a smart TV, get the app Kingdom Community, and you can go in as well and watch the shows from there. You'll really enjoy it, folks. And hey, I had to do the infomercial because I want you guys to know about what we're doing out there. Also, Relevance for Today podcast show. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for subscribing. Head over to Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff to let us know how we're doing in the show as well as Spiritual Spotlight podcast. So with that being said, time to jump in. So... In the previous episode, I was talking about Genesis 1, and I read from the Word. And like I said, pastors of old, they would tell you, hey, when you get up on that pulpit, and let me just grab my Bible here. <laughs> there you go. When you, when you get up on the pulpit, preach from the Word of God, teach from the Word of God. You should be reading more out of the Word of God, as they say, from the days of old. And this was a pastor, I forget who it was, that I was listening to or reading one of his books, but he was just saying how the days of old, they would get up to the front, they would get in, open up the Word of God, read from the Word of God, say amen, say a couple of inserts, and they would get on with their day. Um, the nice part about now is, though, it's nice when pastors preach from the Word of God, but they don't just preach from it, but they also explain to you to help you out. Kind of like what the Bereans did in Acts, where they went home, they studied the scripture, pulled it apart, and said, okay, Paul taught this, let's go through the scripture and make sure he knew what he was talking about. So anyway, what I've been doing is reading right from the word of God, giving you a few inserts, but staying focused on the word of God. And so Genesis 1 is what I did in the previous episode. And so in this one, I'm going to be reading out of John, uh, the first 14 verses of John chapter 1. And then I've got some other verses to share with you as well. So we're going to jump right in. Thank you all for tuning in. Love and appreciate you all. Hope you like the new studio look. Let me know in the comments section. Okay, John 
chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, and I'll be talking a little bit in between. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hmm, I wonder who the Word is. Isn't that something? And what I love about the Bible is you can go into the New Testament, back and forth in the Old Testament, go to the New Testament. It is a saying, and I've said it before on my shows, the Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Jesus Christ revealed. Isn't that neat? So you could go in there and read, in the beginning was God, but then you go ahead to John 1 in the New Testament, and you see that Jesus was right there with him from the beginning. And that's awesome. And as you read the word and rely on the Holy Spirit to guide you, you can even pray before you start reading the Bible. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for your guidance. Help me understand what I'm reading. Speak to me in a way that will help me open up the scripture the way that you want it read and intended to consume. So, God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. Okay? You know how we say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine? Well, when we ask Jesus Christ into our life, Jesus, of course, went to be with the Father, but... The Holy Spirit was given to each and every one of us when we ask him into our lives, which means we have the light that we're supposed to shine because it's not our light to begin with. Amen. That light is the light of Jesus Christ, and we're supposed to be sharing that with the world. That's what they're supposed to see. They're supposed to see the light, not condemnation, not pointing, not shaking fists and beating with the word of God. Yes, the word of God is a sword. But it's not to beat on those who are not saved. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be showing them the love. They've already know. They already know they're sinners. They've already known. Deep down inside, something's not right. Why should we go and point the finger at them? I just went on a rant. All right, I'm back. So <laughs> here we go. Verse 6. Actually, we'll go back one. We'll go back to verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's beautiful. When you have the light of Jesus Christ in your life, and you're shining that light through the Holy Spirit, cutting through darkness, it can never extinguish it. It's like having a lighter, like having a lamp. You're in a building. Let's say the building is 200 yards by 200 yards. Huge building, twice the size of a football field. All the lights are out. It's the middle of the night and you turn a light on, that light will shine and radiate through the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Same thing here. So God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony, the testimony that John the Baptist had about Jesus Christ. God sent him. Through the Holy Spirit, we are being sent out. We have assignments, each and every one of you. As a believer, you have an assignment to get out here and be who God called you to be. Singing, writing, going door to door, being Christ-like to everyone you meet, in the workplace, outside of the workplace, in the household. We all have something that we could be doing for the kingdom of God. People need to look and see, oh my gosh, there's a person who's acting Christ-like. 
But they won't say that. They'll say, wow, that person's amazing. That person, I don't know what it is about them, but I just like being around them. Guess what? They're a Christian. They're shining the light. And just as God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. What's your testimony about the word? You know, we're not talking about, well, you know, I was sitting there and I saw a leaf blow and I knew it was Jesus. No, we're talking about I was a sinner, broken, going to hell, but Jesus. And then you change it and go from you to actually talking about Jesus Christ, crucified, raised from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father, Holy Spirit within us for us to get out here and do what the Father called us to do. Make disciples. Preaching the gospel of kingdom. You know what I mean? So, continuing on. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. You see the difference? He wasn't the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. So we take the spotlight off of ourselves when we give that testimony and we shine that light on Jesus Christ, on the word of God, on how God loved us so much that he gave Jesus. Make sense? The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Can you imagine that? John the Baptist sharing about Jesus Christ coming. Repent. Here comes someone greater than I am, greater than all of us whose sandals I'm not even worthy to just, you know what I mean? That's what we're talking about. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. This is the fact. Jesus Christ, okay, says it right there. He came into the very world he created. Once again, backs up the fact that Jesus Christ was with God the Father and the Holy Spirit in the beginning. And, of course, as you read through the Gospels, you know for a fact that Jesus was not recognized. He was not received. The world didn't recognize him because they were looking for somebody else. They let their eyes get in the way. They let their minds get in the way. Oh, that's just the brother of such and such. No, this is Christ, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. This is him. And verse 11 he came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. So when you hear us saying, hey, you're a child of God, or you hear the song, I am a child of God, I am a child of God, well, you can come right in the word. And someone might say, oh, you're not a child of God. What's that mean? It doesn't say anywhere. It says it right there. He gave the right to become children of God. Amen. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And that can be seen when you look at the baptism. When you're baptized in water, you're the man standing there as a sinner, or even if you're a believer, but it's letting the world know that, hey, I'm aligning myself with Jesus Christ. But going down into water is like the burial. Coming out of the water is like the new man. Physical birth is born from mom, right? But being reborn, I was a sinner. Now I'm saved by grace. The grace of God by sending Jesus Christ down to save 
a wretched soul like me, just like the song says. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. Was blind, but now I see. Was blind, but now I see. Praise God. But the thing is, when you look at that, you picture yourself, you are a new person in Christ. You're brand new. And I always get on the thing about, and it doesn't matter if you believe that you should still be called a sinner after you've been saved by grace. Hey, it doesn't matter. You're still going to go to heaven if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I want you to consider this. Christ was crucified, was beaten, stripped, whipped, right? The cat of nine tails, metal, there was lead pieces in that whip, ripping his flesh, tearing him apart, beating him. They beat on him. They spat on him. They hung him on the cross to die. He did all this, bore our sins on the cross. When we ask him into our life, do you really think it's fair for us to still call ourselves a sinner after we're saved? After everything he went through to go right back and to say we're the same thing we were before Christ came. To me, that's wrong. I'm a sinner. I was a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. Am I capable of sin? Yes. You fall, you repent, you keep going forward towards the Lord. You stay in the word, you stay focused. But to sit back and say, oh yeah, I'm saved now, but I'm just a sinner. It's like, well, what's confusing? Jesus did all that just for you to still call yourself that same name. Why don't you call yourself a child of God? Why don't you call yourself a newborn, a babe in Christ, a new person, a new creation? That's what I'm talking about, but that's just my little riff, my little spill. But think about it. And it continues on. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And there it is right there. So when you're sitting back saying, well, who was the word? Hey, the word was Jesus Christ. Remember, it says it right there in that verse, verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Amen? And I love this part. So just like Indiana Jones movies, what I love doing is digging in the word. You're digging in the word. You're doing your thing. You know, you're doing some prayer time. All of a sudden, you're in John 1, verse 14. And all of a sudden, you see where it says, he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And it's like, well, how define unfailing love. So then I go looking for verses about unfailing love. And guess what verse I come up with? One of my life verses, verses or passages of scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. What's this unfailing love look like from Jesus Christ? What's this grace and love look like from God? Here's how it looks. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That is what that unfailing love looks like. Make sense, folks? So... When it says he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, 
you can actually break that down and go and look at verses like 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. That is the true way to show what love truly is, what love truly looks like. And I encourage you to check out the love passages that I've done, done some podcasts on the love movement. And it's a series, a 10-part series on love. And I break it down and I go through and use scripture, of course, in all of that. But that's another way to look at things. And of course, that love goes to John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world, or in the New Living Translation, it says, for this is how God loved the world. And I love that because it's like, hey, come here. Let me tell you something. This is how God loved the world. Right here. Look at this. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Powerful, folks. Right there. And then continuing on with verse 17, which I love sharing. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him, through Jesus Christ. He didn't send him to this world to, mm, 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 right? Come here so I can hit you with the Bible. No, he sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Powerful passage right there, folks. And I also want to take you to John 14, 6. Jesus is talking. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So once again, we're going back and forth. John was talking about him. Then we go over to Corinthians and learn about love. Then we come back to John. Then we go to John 3, 16 and 17, and we're learning he loved so much that he gave Jesus Christ, who was there in the beginning. It's an amazing thing when you get in the Word and you read it and you just go from passage to passage and learn more and dig in deeper and pray for the Holy Spirit to give you that unction, to give you that anointing, to give you that opening eye, open my mind to the Word, and then all of a sudden the, the words come off the pages at you. Once again, John 14, 6, you should make notes of these verses, folks. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Not through all these other ways. People try to come up with their own God. They really do. There's another path. There's 50 paths. There's 500 paths to get to God. Well, I'm sorry, but according to the word of God, there's only one, and that's who Jesus Christ. And lastly, the last verse I want to share with you is Luke 19, 10 which says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So when it comes to being Christ-like, we want to act the same way, right? We don't want to have our own agendas. You know, we, we can't come in and say, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this is going to happen. No, read the Word of God, Luke 19.10. The Son of Man came to seek. He's looking for them. He came to seek and save those who are lost. So that's what we need to be doing, folks. We need to be about the Father's business. Think about it. Imitate what you read in the Word, especially in the New Testament now. <laughs> Let's get it right. We don't want to say we're going to go around and start killing people like Samson with the jawbone of a donkey. But we want to be about the Father's business. We want to look in here and read. Okay, let's take care of the widows and the orphans, right? Pure and adulterated religion. 
is taking care of the widows and orphans, taking care of those who are in distress, and of course, staying focused on the Word of God. It's getting in the Word and seeing that, hey, the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So we should be about the Father's business, showing them the gospel, showing them the good news about the kingdom, right? That's what it should be about. But I just wanted to share that today, folks. I needed to get back down here in the studio and needed to get on track. Wanted to share about, you know, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, and add some other scripture in there as well. Truly hope you folks will be blessed with what I shared today. I would love to hear from you. Um, you can get over to Facebook, look up Stephen Lewis, Relevance for Today. You can look up Relevance for Today Family, and you'll get in touch with our group where everybody's encouraged to get on there and share encouragement and words from the Lord and different things like that. And uh, just get connected, folks. Relevance for today over at Instagram, or you can get over to Stephen Lewis, Relevance for today on YouTube. You can watch the shows there, or like I said, kingdomcommunity.tv, which I really want to encourage you to go see the shows. Hey, so with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to share this message today. I thank you so much for your word. I truly feel blessed to know that I'm able to share about you, share about the kingdom of God, and just to be a blessing in this world. I thank you so much for all my listeners and watchers all around the world. As you watch over them, protect them, keep them safe. May they all come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. I just thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Once again, please do me a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give me a rating. The more ratings I get, the higher it's going to push my numbers in the charts so more people will actually see. I'm getting close to the top 100 every once in a while. It'll go up and down depending on the month. But when I'm on that chart, more people are going to see around the world. And that'll be amazing because then more people will watch it. So thank you for that. Truly appreciate all the blessings of knowing that you're out there because like I've said before, otherwise I'm just sitting in my basement talking to myself. And by the way, if you guys get in touch with me, I'll do some shout outs. In fact, I've got a shout out today. Yes, I've got a shout out to Darren. Darren is a car manager at Auto Nation Toyota in Austin. Shout out to you, Darren. Thank you so much for listening. That's truly a blessing. My son, Steven, shout out to you in Austin as well, doing your thing. You guys are all working together at Auto Nation. Truly appreciate you guys listening. That's fantastic to hear that someone that works with my son is watching or listening to the show. That's pretty cool. Shout out, Darren. Hey, man, thanks for listening. Hope it truly helps you. Shout out to my daughter and her husband, Tony and Samantha, of course, and the boys, Xavier and Xavier, dad, sis, bro, all of you out there. I love you all. Hey, with that being said, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I love you. I appreciate you. Please do me a favor. Share Relevance for Today podcast show, Relevance for Today TV show with friends, family, and strangers. Hey, God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.